Wait for the drop there. And I'm coming in now. Right now. Presently. Welcome back. Mega Late Show. Episode number 131. Part 2 of that. Uh, the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip-hop art and culture podcast. And I am the host and producer, Mega. Greetings. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, yeah, part 2 of the podcast is... An episode that uh, is a thing that we do where we kind of focus on music. We do a lot of musical shares. Sometimes we have a uh, topic that we discuss. And most of the time I introduce that right here in studio with the guest sitting next to me. But uh, the way that it panned out, Jet and I, Jet Axel and I, we jumped right into the conversation right after a very long political conversation that we both decided we could just cut out because we wanted to focus on music and have plenty of time to explore that. And yeah, just a little bit of a, re, uh, a recap on who Jet Axel is. Jet is a Japanese music uh, aficionado. And man, his knowledge is so incredible. He helped run and produce a Japanese music podcast for years. The name escapes me right now. Actually, let me pull it up just so I can give you the accurate information. It was called Japan Alternative Sessions Pod, and I'll put that in the show notes. But uh, he did that, and he really developed an incredible foundation of uh, knowledge with Japanese music. And following that, uh, you know, for many years of his life, he's just become super knowledgeable about it. And since that's not really my forte, it was just a pleasure hearing somebody really highlight some of the more incredible artistry that's coming out here, especially those which who um, rarely see mainstream success um, for uh, an American audience. And we also talk a little bit about Jet's new project, um, which is called, It's a, you can find that at uh, TK, uh, Tokyo 0303.jp, TKY03.jp. Man, I should have prepared more, but you know, it's usually all freestyle. I'll put all the details and intricacies of, of that inside of the show notes so you guys can really get it rocking. But um, man, th- this new thing he's doing is going to be interviewing uh, Japanese artists. Uh, and, and doing it with subtitles for English speakers and when it's English it's going to be subtitled for Japanese speakers and, and uh, man I can't I can't even really remember all the names that he hit me to on this recording but I've already been going through my Spotify and picking up on them um, Shinoringo uh, Penguin Rush, Crack Lack, Daljub Step Club. Um, he hit me to this really dope Dos Monos uh, track that was remixed, uh, Midi Black, uh, Zazen Boys. Uh, we talk about our good friend Patrick St. Michelle with Make Believe Melodies, who's also a Japanese uh, music aficionado. And yo, this is a really fun one. This is a really dope one. Check out part one where we get some more Jets insight. All of the beats on this. This one uh, especially is, is are provided by Soul Dope 95, Soul Dope 95, my guy from the Inland Empire. I did an interview with him over the phone several weeks back. Check that out. Um, man, Mega Late Show, Tokyo, hip hop, art, culture. Uh, we're going to have Jet back again soon. And also go check me out at Moto Nice. It's a little blog thing that I do, Mega Late Show. Let's get into it. We'll jump right into it here. Hope that wasn't too much rambling. I feel like a lot of rambling, but I'm not going to do another take. I don't want to. I don't want to say serious. Uh. You know what I mean? Because, because like, 
I take everything seriously. Like I feel I, that. like I you know that. what I mean. Like it, it, people people make it seem like uh, if you if you want to be a fan of something, you can't like be critical about it. Yeah. But it's like yo, like isn't that like an essential part of fandom? Being like this fucking is trash here. Right. I, right. I do that, and I you know um, yeah, Mega Late Show episode number one thirty one. I'll I'll do an intro earlier. Let's just go straight to the. Uh, I'll record an intro before this, but yeah, um, part two. Uh, let's just start talking about the music and stuff. But, For sure. But in terms of fandom, like I'm a fan of Aesop Rock. I like his music. Um, I don't need to project his greatness to other people. I just like it. But as a fan, I love his new album, but there's something fucking up with the vocal mix that makes it <laughs> bad. And it's like every conversation that I get into about it with other Aesop fans, I'm like, yeah, it's so dope. It's so dope. Check out these lyrics. You remember that? And it's like, but the vocal mix is it's it the worst. It's the, I hate that shit. When when you hear a record and you're like, the songwriting is great, like the performance is great, lyrics are great, playing is great, and like there's just something about the mix that makes it unlistenable. I I mean I I don't I don't have like a really refined ear for audio engineering. Right. You know what I mean, but I, like my palate is, is you know tasted enough foods to be like okay there's something a little bit stranger. And I've been listening to his music for such a long time, and he has that kind of like deep kind of baritone type of voice, right? But the vocal mix on it just sounds kind of like tinny. Right. Like, you know, like, can, I, can, I play, can I play something here? Yeah, uh, yeah, and see? yeah, go for it. it and it's just, it, it's striking to me. I think a lot of people might not pick up on it, but it's striking to me the way he just kind of sounds on some of it, so. It's hard though, man. His fucking lyrics on it is crazy. It's a concept album. I'm, 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 I'm a slow burn crawl around the road, work something from the other side, clawing at the known world, comfortable your cookies with the Ottoman Carnet Hill City. By the time your eyes adjusted to the darkness, parts uncharted, always find the corners cozy. Yeah, I don't, you, you get kind of what I'm saying a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, kind of very thin, high. it's very yeah. high, like, yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is like um, I, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, but he's 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 um, engineered previous albums. Joey Raya, R R A I A. Okay, yeah, Raya. Um, and he he mixed the uh, I think he mixed the new uh, Run the Jewel shit too. Okay, and something about this is just kind of like I, I listen to it. You know, I listen to like five tracks in a row and my ears start to feel a little bit fatigued, you right. know, without without really recognizing why consciously. But it's like, oh, there's yeah, I need to skip off of this now. But it's it's a hard album. It's uh, I uh, actually it might just be, you know, new album glow. When you yeah. hear a new album, it's kind of like shoots up into like this is the best work he's done. Yeah, yeah. It, it did shoot up, but I, I think it might be in my top five Aesop albums now. Okay, it's a really interesting concept album. It's mm. called Spirit World Field Guide, and it's basically him just rapping about weird shit in a weird kind of Alice in Wonderland type of uh, menacing, but kind of like utopia, like it's a dystopian type of world. And right, right, right. The bars are crazy, and and because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to get personal or anything. He can kind of just connect weird things together, and it's dope, man. He's got a lot of really dope bars I'll, on I'll there. give it a listen on the train home. Yeah. Uh, fun album. What what, uh, what kind of music have you been listening to? What, are you, what do you like recently? Recently? Uh, oof, let me... Here, I can plug you in, actually, if you oh, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 um, you know, I listen to a lot of hip-hop stuff, but I've been listening to a lot of jazz and shit, too, lately. 
yeah, I mean, I listened to, to some hip-hop, like, I don't know, I, I kind of went back, like, a few years, um, like, revisited, like, John Wayne, Bus Driver, Milo, um, Milo's new album Blue, this year is Blue in Exile, like, a lot Blue of that got stuff. got a new album I, this year, too. Yeah, you got a new record yeah. out as well. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it went back great. to, like, Give Me My Flowers mm. while I can still smell them, um, because, like, I feel like everybody kind of forgot that album happened like kind of happened twice actually because there was like that leaked version that appeared mm -hmm. online where the songs were all slightly different and then like the, the actual release came out like years later mm -hmm. um and you know below the heavens has kind of got this like kind of sacred cow position i like that record i think yeah. it's a good record um but like it's not what i liked about blue um i'm, I'm not that into like you know, like Miguel has a bunch of features on there, like before mm, he was famous, yeah, yeah. and he has these big, like, very soulful and beautiful choruses. Um, but I always liked his more, like, kind of rough and ready, more lo-fi kind of stuff. Um, and you know, I think Exile is like a, a great producer, but I think I, I might actually like that second album more than Below the Heavens. So I kind of went back and revisited. I can see that. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've um, never really tried to rank them, but I, I enjoy both of the albums. I I might enjoy the second album more than the first as well. Um, the, the, the new. Um, that new open mic eagle record as well i gotta admit i haven't got through it yet mm. i haven't got through the whole thing yet I, I i don't know how much of a fan i am of open mic eagles music over the last five years okay i love open mic 10 years ago right when, he, right, right when i first you know i saw him at i met him at um at uh south by southwest before yeah. he was uh, like i he was with no can do i knew no can do and i was like yo what up you know like both of them was dope, and I was like, okay, I picked up my first open mic Seagull, uh, C open mic CD, uh, open mic uh, album from him, and I yeah. was like, oh, this cat's dope, yeah, and yeah. I like that kind of art rap weird type of thing. But since um, what is it, uh, brick brick body children, uh, the the concept album he yeah, came out with yeah. last, and the one with um, Paul White, I think is the name. Yes, the I just UK producer. There's something, there's something about it that I just haven't been feeling about his flow. Right. Yeah. I, I, the, the new record, like, I really liked like the first couple tracks on the album, where like it's a little more melodic. Play more one melodic. of the ones that you like. Uh, oh, was that track? Uh, Headass Shinji, Idiot Shinji. Okay. Um, I'm not like crazy about. All the like anime references. All of it. I'm I'm not an anime guy. Yeah. Like I, Open Mike Eagle really likes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Evangelion. Uh, I've never watched it. I've only seen like memes about it. Um, yeah. Like this is one of the joints I like though. The production on this. Is, and and shout out to Open Mike. He's actually had like a really good ten years. He had the show on Comedy Central. Yeah. You know was it the New Negroes? Yeah, that yeah, was right, like around the time Dark Comedy came yeah. out. Big. I lost the fight, but I know I'm right. Bring it up tonight. Why you rehashing shit again, little stubborn head ass with my big no mountain too high, no bad. I wonder who did the production on this. He's a it's like a, regardless of how I feel about its albums, I like him as a person and, and as kind as of his approach. So yeah. so I support him. You know for what sure, I mean? I champion sure. him as an artist and I think he's one of like one of the best. But you know, again, it's just like it kind of is not sticking with me. 
I feel that. I feel that. Um, my shit that I like, I like. He he's got like songs about like uh, Alfred Korzybski and right. and E Prime, General Semantics yeah, and yeah, shit. You know what I mean? It's like I like those type of joints. But yeah, this is dope. Yeah, I mean, as the album goes on, it definitely gets, like, more insular and, like, kind of, I feel like he really, you know, obviously it's dealing with, like, working with divorce and, and like, a lot of these pretty heavy topics. Um, and it doesn't sound necessarily, like, there's definitely points where he's having fun, but, like, the opening part of this out you know the first couple of tracks like it's it's a, the production's a little more lush it's a little more melodic like you've got these kind of like trap drums as well like um true and i was definitely like enjoying the first half of the record more um so yeah need a little bit more time with it but i like open mic eagle i've been a fan for a while so some of the themes also perhaps weren't just just weren't speaking to me at the time that i listened right. to it because this came out i think the same day of uh, homeboy sandman's new album yeah and his album is like full of trauma you right. know what i mean it's like, <laughs> uh, maybe it was just sitting on me a little bit heavy at the time but I, I i need to go back and check it out but there there definitely is um some production choices here that are not necessarily um, where his music has been situated in the past. Right. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I fucked with this record. I, I think it's. I, I still haven't like got my definitive opinion on it yet, but it's probably the, the hip hop record I've spent the most time with in the last month or so. Did you listen to uh, Milo's new album this year? I have it. He I changed his name, so maybe you didn't get a, a hold I, of it. I have not. I think it's I, called I'm rap. He he goes by Rap Ferreira now. Okay, and it's his real name, like Rory Allen, for something Ferreira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his new album, um, Purple Moonlight uh, Pages. Yeah, pages. Yeah. Oh man, Th I, I, there's quite a few tracks on there that I really love. One of the songs I've actually, uh, it's probably one of my most listened to songs of the year, the Doldrums. Okay, um, it's, uh, it's really good. I got that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, check it out when you. He uses a um an old freestyle fellowship refrain okay. um you know can you find the level level of difficulty in this right. like it's an old like i think it was peace that was saying it on a track and he he you know can you find the yeah it's dope though but it, it is kind of like a sad boy type of you know like i'm a, a sad like a boy i'll be into it melancholy type of joint like you know being escorted out is this what rap's about what do you rap about miscellaneous cables visually zany language to make my baby brain with that's why i only play my raps round him Naps i do want to i do want to kind of have you hit me to some like some japanese joints though like okay not not, yeah, not yeah. necessarily rap but like put me on to some artistry that you think is interesting or uh, especially uh, more of the kind of avant-garde variety um or or interesting um how can i phrase it experimental type of cats cats that you think are maybe sure. doing something strange I, um, I did hear like um uh, one of one of the more recent maybe it wasn't too recent but this year one album that i have been listening to quite a bit was this punk band i think from kyoto but um they're called um otoboke beaver otoboke beaver yeah, yeah Shouts yo, out to otoboke beaver. Dope. their song um what is it i hate you all of their songs have yeah. names like i hate you yeah it's uh, it's um it's kind of my jam oh it came out last year but um yeah that was uh itekoma hits it was the yeah this is this is the one i was i was messing with hold on okay. 
This is not necessarily a genre that I listen to a lot of, but I was like, it's really something else. That dropout, I don't know what to do with it. But. You familiar with them? Oh, yeah. yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. You think these would be like a type of band that you get on your show? Uh, I would love to have Autoboke Beaver on the show for sure. Uh, I don't know anyone in the mm. band or directly involved with them. Uh, they're like a lot more active in Kansai. Um, they are from Osaka or is it Kyoto? I think they're from Osaka, okay. but I'm, I'm not certain. Um, but uh, like the only person I, or people I could reach out to on that one, uh, another band I'm actually interested in having on the show is this band Tsushi Mamire, who are also a uh, women um, punk, but like very um, kind of art punk. Mm. They've they've through the years they've had um, you know they've been very uh, they've made more aggressive music and they've made more like cute more artsy kind of fun stuff um they've been around for about 20 years now oh they, wow they've been playing they just played their 20th uh, last year they played their 20th anniversary show and it was they played for 20 hours straight what so they played a 20 hour set in like a small recording studio and it was like free you could like you know come that's in and just kind of hang out and that's and one they, way to do it and they right played for tw 20 hours straight it was like they um They've they've opened for Ottoboke Beaver before, like they've uh, or rather vice versa or both. Feel um, free to play um uh, any of the songs you want. Sure, yeah. I'm now. trying to I'm trying to pull something up, but my um. You want to use mine? I've got a uh, Spotify. Okay, I'm gonna turn this up some. almost a bit of a cheat code for me um japanese women over like hard metal or more mm. punk you know it's like the the voice and the vocal tone of it it just it sounds great and also like my japanese is not really good enough to catch catch the the meaning of the lyrics and stuff so right. it's kind of just it almost serves as a an, an instrument right. instead of like conveying a message and yeah, this is fire. It's something I, I really love about this band in particular, uh, Mari, the front woman, who um, is, is now a friend of mine, which is also, like, humbling. Um, shout out to you. Yeah, shout out That's to Mari. That's a flex. Uh, like, her songwriting is, is very uniquely Japanese and uniquely feminine. Like, the lyrics of her music could have only been written by a Japanese music. Mm. Her choice of subject matter, the way she discusses things, like it's often very clever. There's, there's definitely like a dry sarcasm to like everything. Um, it's very like, um, you know, I, I think it's really rooted in Japanese womanhood. Um, and, you know, as a result is just something that is very new and different mm. to anything. Um, that people, you know, are probably used to, especially in right. their punk. Um, you know, it has that kind of riot girl element to it, but it's also at the same time, you know, like Mari 
is clearly someone who is interested in like women's liberation, but at the same time, she's also someone who is interested in like the mundane mm. of being a Japanese woman with a job and like an everyday life. And that's something I think Otoboke Biva also do very, very well. You know, they have they have that song like what a uh, six day working week is a pain. Um, or like uh, I'm tired of your repeating story <laughs> or, you know, where it's like getting mansplained at by an older man who just doesn't really see you as a person. See, those are those are elements of the music that I, I miss out on. Right. You know? And so it's also kind of one of the reasons why it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, kind of stick with me as long because right. I'm missing that integral part that's important, like punk music is is built upon those type of messages you yes. know um you know they they are it's a radical art form you know yeah. what i mean and, and it, it is a it's a critique of of you know institutions that are structurally above us and and forcing us down so um and i think a lot of yeah. people have like this impression you know a, a pretty accurate impression of japan of being this very like tradition-based and patriarchal society you know with like a very like strong strict hegemony to it um, but then you have all these bands like Tsushimamire, Otoboke Biva, uh, The Jungles, aka Red Bacteria Vacuum, Zarigani Dollar, like, um, who are, you know, uh, Bo Peep, who are all like women fronted or entirely women bands. And like, they bleach from Okinawa, like rock harder than like basically anyone. Um, and I think, you know, a part of that comes as a response to the very, like, stiff mm. nature uh, of what Japanese society can be like. Um, and that was definitely something that really attracted me to the music scene out here in the first place. Um, it seems it seems as though, um, you know, just reading about it and hearing about it from several people that the 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 punk scene and the rock scene also it, it seems as though they have like a more radical response to society than the rap music where a lot of the rap music is very much informed by tropes of what they perceive american rap stylings to be yeah um definitely i think rap music in it seems Japan, more political yeah it, it, it seems inherently political like they are lashing out against like the control structures but also the lyrics are informed by these things and, and, and it comes across in the lyrics other than just like, yo, I'm tough. Right. I also smoke weed and like <laughs> women, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is what you get from a lot of the rap. Yeah. Um, but I also I, like, like uh, just off the top of my head, like one of the Tsushimamida albums, I believe their fourth or fifth album uh, is called Sex on the Beach. Um, and most of that record is about food and or sex. Um, and like the American version of that album, which was released by, uh, I think the label was called Australian Cattle God. Um, rather than having lyrics in the liner notes, there was basically, Maddie had written a paragraph about each song and just like what the song's about and like, you know, how the song came into existence. And there was one song on that album called Pan Basket or Bread Basket. Um, and she, her, her paragraph on that was basically like uh, we were on tour and I accidentally destroyed a bread basket that we had and like you don't destroy bread baskets you're not supposed to do that so I wrote this song as like a form of atonement for this poor little bread basket I destroyed um, 
and it's like i guess i i really do appreciate that you have both like Tsushimamire as a revolutionary woman band that have been, you know, doing this for 20 years, like relentlessly and like really mastered their art. And at the same time, like you have like this, you know, at the time 30 something Japanese year old, mm -hmm. you know, woman who like felt bad about destroying some sure. bread that her friend had given her. Oh, that's, that's dope. You, it it kind of reminds me of like the coup. Right. right um boots riley who is you know his he comes from uh his, his family were revolutionaries yep. black panthers and socialist communists and his music is never like here's a communist message right it's always like you know it, it might be on the nose like yo ways to kill a ceo but a lot <laughs> of songs just like yo wear clean draws yeah like, yeah, like yeah. wear clean underwear yeah so yeah that's that's uh that's really interesting have you heard of um dos monos Yes, yeah. Shouts mm. out to Dos Monos. Yeah. Uh, they uh, are actually there. I I can't make any promises, but I've been making efforts to get them on the show. Oh, they'll do it. Uh, Boats um, is a homie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I just um, I they've been on the podcast. I talked to Boats quite a bit. I just did a little uh, on Moto Nice's blog that I'm doing. I gave him five questions about the new EP. But yeah, guaranteed they'll do it. I'm sure okay. they would. Yeah. Okay, for sure. So um, dope. Dos Monos uh, also did a collaboration with uh, one of my absolute favorite bands from London, from my hometown, Black Midi. Mm. Uh, they yeah, did play that. They did a, a remix. I guess uh, they they call it remix, but um, it's basically an entirely new track that samples the Black Midi joint. Um, and um, yeah, they. Um, Monos, Black Midi, BMB, BM. Can turn up just a little bit. She said, Don't make any noise. So shit's voices, dope. Oh, there's they're just so strong as personalities on the record. Like I'm. You know what I like about Dos Monos is that you know they're they're uh they're hip hop heads obviously you know yep. they make hip hop music but they are so informed by so many different genres I was as young as they are which I, I shouldn't be surprised just because they're they're fairly young but you know they're talking about like Captain Beefheart uh, Animal right, Collective right. and you know Frank Zappa they're yeah. they're informed by all this music this jazz and they're just maybe it's because they also exist outside of like the United States they right. just decided to just do whatever the fuck they wanted with sampling and beats and they used to be a band so they're just like fuck it let's let's do it and this is one of the like the really interesting things that I think about like Japanese music it's like right. 
they're so informed by Western music, uh, art forms. A lot of them are tremendously talented musicians. And now they're realizing that they can just kind of do whatever that they want. They don't have to rap like East Coast rappers or For like sure. trap rappers. And there's a few people out here who are making some really challenging, interesting music. And Dos Monos, uh, by my estimation, are on the front line of that Absolutely. kind of you know new wave of Japanese art forms. For sure. For yeah. sure. Imagine um, like... This is a generation of kids who, like, actually grew up listening to Japanese rappers, yeah. not listening to, like, American rappers. They grew up on Japanese rappers and like, oh, we can improve on this. So we can yeah. find inspiration elsewhere other than, you know, Nas. So yeah, I for like sure. It. For sure. Um, and also the, the contrast uh, of this remix with the original Black Midi track um, the original Black MIDI track is really, really minimal. Like these guys are, they're all like music school students. They're very educated, very, very talented musicians. Uh, and I'm a huge fan, but like that original song is like very minimal, very stripped back. It's like literally the bassist is playing this one note over and over and over again. And the lyrics, uh, is basically three lines just repeated ad nauseum. Um, and the fact that Dos Monos had taken that, and, and Black Midi, like Dos Monos, like super young. They're all like 21 years old, those what, guys. What like, genre of music do they make? They're like a, I guess, I mean, they're alternative rock. I, I'd say they're, okay. they're kind of vaguely post-hardcore, a little proggy, like a little math-rocky. Um, they sound pretty British, um, but th there's definitely a nice interplay of the fact that they are like super educated, and at the same time, you know, making quite scrappy, aggressive music, um, and you know, being quite experimental and just really letting their letting their freak flag fly. Um, but yeah, that that, that collaboration, the the Dos Monos Black Midi joint, like that, that was that brought a big smile on my face when I heard it for the first time. I, I love to hear. I, I I wasn't aware of that, but it sounded it sounded really dope, and and um, I'm definitely going to check that out. They they um. I, they made me kind of like hopeful that they yeah. will get like more of this. They're they're with Death Bomb Arc, which is yes. a label that is putting out some of the, the clipping JPEG, JPEG Mafia. Mafia Death you know, Grips were on there for a while, right? Like, um, Angry Black Men, <laughs> like they, they've yeah, got yeah. a really strong catalog of just artists. Yeah. So yeah, man, um, they're they're super dope. Have you heard of? Uh, do you listen to like Aaron Cholai? No. He's a friend of mine, and okay. I've been plugging this album uh, like a lot this year because it's it's one of my favorite albums. But he is um, he's like a uh, a jazz pianist, but he's a prodigy. He's from okay. he's uh, from Papua New Guinea, right? His right. mom is like an indigenous pop. Oh, okay, uh, but but he's like you know he he's like um, also so he picked up a like they put him in front of a piano, and like two months later he was like accepted to one of like the top piano schools in, right. in australia right so he's a, a real prodigy like just a genius with it and he he also is like makes hip-hop and shit right right and so he's got like this album called raw denshi where usually when you take a hip-hop album uh, with a jazz uh you know musician it becomes like a jazz musician playing hip-hop beats yeah but aaron's approach to it is just so incredible and he works with um he works with like Daichi Yamamoto, who's a young oh, rapper shout too. Out. I literally spoke to him this morning. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I've never met with him before. I met but Daichi in London, working a fashion show, uh, like eight years ago, um, 
So you yeah. have you heard his album Window? Yes. That's that's Aaron who made all the beats. On okay. That. So Aaron is the one that they, that was a collaborative album with them. But Daichi's all over um, the new uh, Aaron album, man. You should check it out. Let, let me play uh, yeah, a song yeah, for Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm getting that uh, downloaded now. Hold on. Let me uh, bring it up. Here we go. So like this album is like, it'll be just like. You know, it's got some Japanese vocalists on it as well, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. There's so many different movements. It's so well thought out. I love this album, and it's not just because Aaron is my friend, but I definitely did hear about it because he's like my friend. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. He's not like a huge artist, but you know, he's one of the the dopest jazz musicians out here and making some really challenging, super dope stuff. His music and his his style on the piano when he plays is like. It's strange. I've, I've I've compared it to like it's it's like whimsical but menacing. Right. It's like it's like a little kid throwing rocks like in your general direction but not at you. Yeah. So I oh mean he's so dope. But let me let me play a little bit of this. This is Daichi here. So he um, composed all of the music for this, did the recordings, resampled the sax and resampled everything and arranged it. Just a, a brilliant artist. It's so dope, man. I, sick. I love this, so this album. This is like, I get the same feeling from this that I got. Like, the first time I was hearing, like, brain feeder shit, like, 10 years ago. It, it um, is. Isn't it? it it's strange because, like, you're like, oh, okay, here's a jazz track. And then this weird kind of offbeat hip hop drumming comes in. Right, right. But also, like, the melody that he's using with the saxophone and the. It, it, or whatever horn that is. Yeah, he, yeah. It's nuts, man. There's so many. Like, let me play another one. This is featuring um, Manami uh, Kakudo. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, it reminds me of, uh, do you know, like, uh, uh, Noriko Tsujiki? Or Tsujiko? Like, she's like a... She did the Japanese. record with uh, Isao Suzuki, right? Yeah, she's kind of like a Japanese Bjork, like a variety of different sounds and kind of strange approaches. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, so, like... So like, it's kind of almost like a spoken word piece with like some real like brush drumming and crescendos. Yeah, I cannot recommend this album enough. I think you'll love I, it. I, I've, I think I've you'll got love it downloaded. I'm gonna yeah. listen to that for sure. Uh, I was really fucking with that. Um, kind of reminds me. There's there's a. There's a few bands actually coming out of, the, out of Japan right now, and I've been working on a video slash video essay for way too long um, about all the really cool, like, jazzy but not jazz bands and artists coming out of Japan right now, because there's a lot of them, and they're all mm -hmm. ridiculously talented. 
Um, Hit me to game. So I, I was really, really into this. I, I mean, I am really into this band, Cracklax, C-R-C-K slash L-C-K-S, mm. uh, fronted by uh, band leader Ryo Konishi and uh, singer-songwriter pianist Tomomi Oda. Uh, who are both geniuses in their own right. And Konishia, he's like a Berkeley graduate kind of guy, you know, went out to the States, studied, like came back, can play pretty much anything. Um, and their stuff, like it's kind of like, it dances very elegantly between being jazz and being neo-soul and being like pop, like straight pop. Um, everybody in that band is like a top level musician and they're all very young as well, you know really young talented guys and they're, they're writing stuff for you know some pretty big names as well um so i i yeah this record uh yeah, yeah. this is from their 2017 album uh lighter it's the uh, the title track and the opening from the record crack lack As like an outsider to Japanese music, it's so like this is just not something that I, w I think I would have just stumbled across. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, and That's why guys, this know, is why I'm really like looking forward to your show. They're definitely coming up. Like I, I, they've been doing this for a few years now, and they just go from strength to strength. Admittedly, I didn't love the last record as much as I loved the first couple. Um, but you know, they're constantly they're very prolific. They're hardworking. Um, and yeah, the, just the amount of talent that's coming out of these circles and these kind of genres as well. Um, you've got other bands that do, you know, similar kind of thing. Uh, there's another band from Nagoya that I'm a big fan of lately. This group's called Penguin Rush. Uh, they're not like so known. Uh, Cracklax, you know, they're pretty well known at this point. I'd say Penguin Rush are not a well-known band, but um, I've been a fan pretty much since day one. Like I know, I know the band not super well, but like I, I've known them since they kind of started out um and you know they've they've also been like putting out a lot of stuff this album uh that came out last year shichi jomai was one of my favorite maybe my favorite release of last year um and yeah all, all phenomenal acts live of course are these cats performing around tokyo and shit so Penguin Russia from Nagoya, they have played in Tokyo a few times. Uh, they're definitely more of a Nagoya band because they're not like super well known. They're not established. Um, Cracklax, like you can see them in Tokyo easily. Mm. Man, um, you know, um, I feel like our friendship has been established with this podcast recording. So, sure, man, if you're ever going to a, a one of these shows, you, you know, let me know. Maybe I can roll with you. I'd love to check Absolutely. it out live. Absolutely. Um, I've got a, of course put some shine on uh dal job step club because i've mentioned them a couple of times in part one of the show and i'm wearing their t-shirt um 
also another band that you know have this very like jazz sensibility to their music but at the same time like they've got a bit of chicago footwork kind of going on in mm. some of their stuff they've got like an electronica thing you know it's all electronic instruments but mm -hmm. it's all performed live um yeah maybe. jump around yo I'm cool yeah for sure for sure um you're saying Dal Job? Like yeah, D A L L. Okay, Dal Job. Okay. Just making myself some notes here. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start with something earlier on in their discography. This is Future Step. This is a drum machine or this is no okay. their drummer Goto is like okay. insane. He's all live. This is super yeah. live. There's so many bands that, you know, have that that jazziness and that jazz sensibility, the way they play, the way they approach their creation and music, you know, things like time signatures and stuff. Yeah, I, I was um, going to say, maybe that's one of the things that largely informs the jazz influence because they're musicians and like right. jazz just has that type of freedom, but also technicality. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, Cracklack, Style Job, Step Club, Penguin Rush, Show More, Zafido. Cicada, who have recently wow. broken up, like Wonk, D-A-N, Mononkuru. Um, do you have like a, a Spotify playlist that you've created or something? I'll, I'll, I'll put something together. You should do that, man. Together. Yeah, you really should because um, like, uh, you know, I'm interested in it. There's, there's this one guy, uh, Hakushi Hasegawa, who I am just obsessed with at the moment. Uh, he's like a keyboardist slash singer slash songwriter. Um, and the music is just absolutely batch it off the walls like um you know it has like a sort of breakbeat thing going on sometimes sometimes it's uh you know more jazzy or like uh or instrumental um but like he is like brilliant uh and yeah that's someone i'd love to have on the show but i suspect this guy just doesn't do mm. press at all so you uh, listen to like Yellow Magic Orchestra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Actually, there's a there's a cover of a, a YMO song on this album that's playing right now, uh, of their song Q. Um, yeah, YMO. Uh, I think you know their influence is obviously very widely felt, right? Uh, especially in you know the more electronic stuff out here. Um, you know those guys like they have a very um, I mean, I, I, so we, on my old podcast, we talked to Peter Barakan, who is probably best known as, like, a TV personality, and, like, he was a presenter of, like, uh, 
um, like J Japanology uh, on NHK. Uh, but he was heavily involved in YMO uh, and like some of the, the songwriting, like lyrics. Um, you know, he did a lot of their English lyrics and stuff at the time. And he ended up kind of being a go-between uh, between the band because they all hated each other. Mm. Like I've heard um, about it. We yeah. had a uh, Chris Mosdell on the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, he yeah. also uh, wrote lyrics and worked with YMO in the early days and stuff. And I hear, I hear about the inner conflict, especially yeah, Hosono and Sakamoto. I think you know when ultimately when you take like two geniuses and two like pioneers and you know so much of like the really great like city pop and electronica was produced by Hosono, um, you know in the eighties like sparks are always gonna fly uh right. and yeah i think that was the one thing you know ymo you know they kind of released like a handful of albums and then just that was it sure you know? and they they had like the audio the human audio sponge ymo has ymo this stuff like a few years ago almost 20 years now but um there's definitely like you get the sense that you know, this was definitely something that could have only happened in a short, very explosive period and not something that could have, like, sustained over right. a really long period of time. Um, but, you know, the waves are still yeah, felt It's today, like some so. uh, Rage Against the Machine. Right. You know, it's not it's not an Aerosmith thing. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Use the yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, let's take a little break. All right, yeah, we're back. But um, I forgot the train of thought we were on. So, I know, I... I it, we were talking about YMO. Um, oh, I bet, bet. And I think it does actually highlight that a lot of the um, mainstream in Japan has actually had like a quite a positive bearing on the more underground scenes. Uh, obviously, you know, you're always going to have like your idol pop stuff, which I don't have a particularly strong opinion on. Um, but then, you know, you do have like your YMOs, uh, you know, Shina Ringo, uh, female solo artist and also front woman of the group Tokyo Jihen, uh, who started in the late 90s and is still making music at the moment. Like, she, she's a massive star here, but, like, a lot of her music is, you know, it's very jazzy. And, um, you know, she recently especially, she's really been to, like, her, like, show tunes-y kind of stuff. Um, but even back in the day, you know, she was always quite, um, quite esoteric and... Um, you know, was willing to be like weird and like endanger her career mm. in terms of like just the strangeness of her output. Um, you know, she has like a handful of like her early like hits that are like big pop hits. And then like her third album, Karukisan and Kubi no Hana, is like, there's not really any like singles on that album. Mm. Like, you know, the whole thing is, is definitely meant to be seen as this one like cohesive piece and it's very jazzy. It's, it's very, um, uh, you know musician based like it's it's very much rooted around like composition and and kind of deals with some pretty intense heavy themes because like she just had like her first child when she released this album she was like 23 years old mm. um and you know being like this massive star and then like she's not on the cover she's a very beautiful woman but like she like didn't put herself like on the cover or the promotional materials for that record uh, you know, she like announced her retirement. She was like, "I'm going to release this record, then I'm going, I'm done. I'm going to go be a mother." Um, and you know, the whole thing just deals with some like pretty intense themes. And like the fact that something like that got mainstream recognition, um, I think you know, it probably did have an influential element 
on you know what we're hearing now. Um, certainly, I I'm feel so like I'm sorry. What was her name again? So Sheena Ringo is in Apple. Okay. S H I I N A. So this is yeah, this is from her, her third album, Karukizame and Kuye no Hana. There's like a, a long intro. This is a jam. Yeah, no, I mean, her, her work is very, very beautiful. Uh, her, her recent output isn't really my thing, as it got very, like, show tunesy um, and less album-oriented. Like, those first three albums are pretty unassailable. Like, they're very rooted in, you know, the fact that they are albums. Um, you know, they're all very cohesive. Um, Whereas the more recent stuff, like there's a lot of like you, some of these songs are written five years apart, and it kind of shows. Mm. Um, but you know, she's also, you know, something like like this track, Karisome Otome. Um, this features Soylent Pimp Sessions as her backing band, mm. and like you know, this is literally jazz. Right. Um, and for this to get any kind of mainstream recognition, I think is quite, uh, you know, it's definitely exciting i think if you're like someone who wants to see that cultivation of like new generations of japanese musicians if this is this kind of stuff that you're hearing on the radio um i think you know it's, it's definitely like we don't have artists like um you know lovely summer chan or uh, aimeon or um you know uh I keep thinking of Yasuha Kominami, who's who's not really a mainstream artist, but you know a lot of these artists are like so very clearly influenced by her um, and what she was doing, and yeah, it's I, it's quite exciting to see that kind of progression because um, you know we're now at the point where the young people are the ones who were born into this kind of music. So, man, you know I, I'm sitting here and I'm just kind of fascinated with the variety and just the the sheer quantity of great music that you're sharing with me and i gotta say I'm, I'm i'm quite happy that you've got um this new endeavor um to to share more music because man you're the the wealth of knowledge is something that i can just appreciate it's just pouring from you and uh i have you thought about doing a podcast again i mean like i i just i i mean i i feel as though not to push you towards any other endeavors but i feel as though like there is maybe now more than ever there is an english kind of market i don't want to call it a market but just a a, a, a space where english people want to english speaking people want to hear this type of thing i i uh, you know i have questions for you like uh, i'll save my question until after your response for this but sure you know with your new project how often is it going to come out like i just uh, do you write why don't you blog like share more playlists I, things so of I, that yeah, nature we, we'll you, be, you're nuts we will be doing all of that stuff under tkyo3.jp uh we've got a blog i will i've already started writing for it 
Uh, I don't know when the website will launch. We're aiming, like I said, for early 2021, uh, although the site should be going up pretty soon. Um, and uh, yeah, the um, like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm always quite happy to, to share what I'm doing. I've always been pretty open about it and people have been much more receptive to it recently. That was definitely a point where, you know, when I was really, really like submerged in it, like I was only listening to Japanese music, um, you know, and like a lot of my like online time was dedicated to trying to learn more and just talking to people who knew a lot about it. Mm. Um, and, you know, when I tried to like share it with people, they'd kind of like you know brush me off like it was kind of like oh it's just jets like weird little thing but people people now seem to be very open to it do you know uh patrick saint michelle yes yes make believe melodies yeah um he's been on the show once he was going to come on actually this month but he had a cancel you know he, he just had a well maybe i should put his information out but yeah he great guy super mm. knowledgeable and he was kind of one of the first guests that we had on the podcast where I was like, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. You say perfume like I like and, and um, when I get him back on, uh, I'm going to try to reach out to you to come and, For sure. and you know, yeah, you guys yeah. have that conversation. We had him on uh, Japan Alternative Sessions, my old podcast. We had him probably four or five years ago. OK, um, I didn't personally speak to him. Uh, my co-creator co-host of the show Crawford was was talking to him um but yeah no I mean Patrick has been doing what I want to do yeah. for decades now he's he's a real OG he, like, he wrote that uh 33 and a third book about perfumes yes. album the game maybe I forget the I name of so, it but yeah I'm not I'm yeah. not a big perfume super guy, super knowledgeable as well yeah uh, him and um Ian F Martin who wrote uh quit your band which mm. is a, a book that came out maybe two years ago um, which is kind of an exploration of mostly the more underground kind of rock scene and how, you know, bands that did reach the mainstream like Number Girl and uh, Judy and Mary uh, and Kuduri, you know, how, how those have like borne an influence on what we're listening to now, uh, you know, in the Japanese mainstream. If a person um, wanted to find more resources to, to and access to this type of music and information in English, uh, where would you direct them? I mean, besides, you know, your your upcoming your upcoming endeavor, uh, probably Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> but, yeah. um, definitely. Um, there was a there was a YouTube channel called the A Museum, the A Museum. I don't know how you're supposed to emphasize that. I guess A Museum that used to have tons of great like uh, rare groove and like city pop stuff. Although I, I think a lot of it has been taken down. Um, Discord, there's a lot of great Discord communities. Mm. Uh, shouts out to the Reddit Japanese music Discord. I don't use the Reddit community, I, but I, I I'm on the Reddit, uh, you know, subreddit, but not on the Discord. Okay, is Discord tight? Like I don't use that at all. I I, I love Discord. I'm yeah. a big big fan of Discord. It's um, just like chat rooms, right? Yeah, basically? pretty much, pretty much. Uh, and you, you you can stream to like people in the chat. You can. You know, have the, you can have your voice chat as well. Like mm. it, it does allow pretty much everything. Um, but you know, the Discord is very active, and people people are generally very friendly. Uh, I, I think there's been a, a good, um, and it's also a good like resource for like if you're into specific bands, specific artists. Um, there's a there's a band from uh, Shigaken 
slash Kyoto area called Trico, who have really, really blown up over the last few years. Uh, kind of math rock, alternative band. Uh, throughout the years, they've been kind of uh, an all-woman band at the moment. It's three women and uh, a male drummer. Um, and they have their own uh, Discord server as well. And, you know, the, the fan base are like really, really dedicated fans and they, they really, you know, it's not a massively active server, but, you know, you can find all of those things through the Reddit Japan Music Discord right server. Um, there is another place that I am hesitant to mention, uh, but, you know, ultimately a lot of underground music communities stem from, like, piracy circles mm. and, you know, torrent trackers and yeah. stuff like that. And, like, I personally don't steal music, but I'm an active user of the Discord server and formerly the forum of a Japanese music torrent tracker just because, like, a lot of these people are really, really knowledgeable about what they like. And, you know, it's just a place where you can go to actually talk about that kind of music. I think a lot of those people are on the Reddit server. Um, there's also Distortional Addict, which is uh, a Number Girl server. Number Girl are an uh, alternative rock band from the 90s that kind of metamorphosed into my favorite band, Zazen Boys. Um, and they, that server, like, you know, people are just really, really into the music in general, like uh, Japanese music and specifically Japanese rock and alternative rock. Um, yeah, I mean, th there's definitely communities for that out there, but I think the objective, um, less so my objective personally, but like, you know, Zuka and the rest of the team, like they wanted to make a centralized resource for native English speakers to be able to pursue their interest in Japanese music outside of, you know, idol pop and, you know, baby metal and, right. you know, anime songs. Um, and, you know, there's some, there's some great anime stuff out there. You know, we've mentioned New Jabez earlier, you know, Yoko Kanno, um, a lot of great anime soundtracks right. out there. Um, but, people don't seem to know or they seem to know but they don't know where to go with the information that there is an incredible scene outside of that mm -hmm. you know indeed indeed man i gotta say it's been a real pleasure getting to know you jet oh, thank uh, you very your, much your uh, your knowledge of japanese music um is unrivaled you know i i don't know anybody that knows as much as you i'm sure patrick is up there undoubtedly yeah. but but um when, when he was on you know my, my podcast co-host he focused on a few different things in particular right, right. but you've really kind of highlighted a, a lot more about the scene and I, i'm i'm excited for you on your new endeavor it sounds super dope i'll be paying close attention to that uh, i'd like to have you back um as often as you want to come back and kick it and for talk sure. shit. yeah gladly I, I see that i see that you know you mentioned you know mad villain i know you're a hip-hop head as well you listen to milo and today i wanted to really focus on japanese music for sure um, yeah. but man we you, you got to come back just co-host kick it sometimes talk some shit absolutely your your co-host uh zuka yes um she speaks english yes fluently. oh man yeah, yeah. you guys should come back uh if if you can uh sometime you know Anytime. Let me know if you guys got For some sure. dates. I Absolutely. do this every Saturday. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So, I'm in. Yeah. So, um, man, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like you to drop uh, drop your social media information yep. again. And then let's go out to a song uh, from the Zazen Boys. I'm not familiar with them. Okay. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about them before we uh, do the social media, I guess. 
So uh, Zazen Boys is the kind of band that rose from the ashes of Number Girl, who were a legendary alternative outfit from Fukuoka, uh, fronted by Mukai Shutoku, who is uh, an eccentric genius um, who, yeah, uh, I think, you know, the influence of Number Girl on contemporary Japanese rock is like, I can't understate how much of an influence, mm. or, uh, overstate rather, how much of an influence they had. Um, but Zazen Boys are definitely like, you know, they're, they're, they're weirder, they're more experimental, they're jazzier, uh, there's a bit of a, like a math rock dimension to it. Uh, their lineup has changed over the years, but their current bassist as of two years ago, uh, uh, Okinawan woman named Mia, she used to be in a hardcore band named Bleach and also a band named San Hachigo 385, uh, who were like a funk punk band. Um, I've they, heard of them before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was in Okinawa for like two years. Okay. Oh, my wife is Okinawa. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Sanhachigo, like they, they have that kind of like fishbone kind of vibe to them. You know, they're funky, but they're like aggressive and they're hard edged. Um, and yeah, Zazen Boys, uh, they have released five albums. It has been far too long since the fifth one. I think the last one, Stories, came out in 2012. Mm. Um they have new songs and every now and then they'll play one live, but there hasn't been any signs of a new record yet. Uh, I have my hopes that, you know, it's coming soon because they have been like in the studio, they have been working on stuff, but who knows if and when that album will ever come out. Um, yeah, uh, social media, you can find me at instagram.com slash jetaxel, J-E-T-A-X-E-L, or jetaxel.co.uk has a link to all my stuff. Um, if you want to listen to my old podcast, Japan Alternative Sessions, you can find that on mixcloud.com slash Japan Alternative Sessions. Uh, and yeah, my upcoming project is tky03.jp is the URL for the website where you'll be able to find everything, hopefully in the coming weeks. Tight. Go ahead and bust it, man. Yeah, All let right. Me, let me uh, come down on this. And peace. Mega Late Show episode number 133. Jet Excel. I like the way you emphasize it so it's like Excel instead of like vehicle axle. axle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's French. It's my mother. So yeah, uh, this is this is Zazen Boys, and uh, this is Tengu. <laughs>
私の記憶。